It's a Tom Hanks podcast. Wow, it's Tom Hanks podcast. You've got Hanks, so let's say thanks for Hanks. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to You've Got Hanks. This is the podcast about Colin Hanks. My name is Rachel, and I'm very excited because I have one of my favorite people and favorite guests on today. You know him. He's a comedian, a writer, and the co-host of Baywatch Watch. It's Charlie Mahalik. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Um, You are here today because I posted in my Instagram story, has anyone seen Fargo season one? And you said yes, that you loved it. And so here we are to talk about Fargo season one. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, so you, you'd seen this before? Yeah, I've seen it twice, actually. Um, I remember being very surprised by it because I thought that it was going to be just like a retelling of the movie uh, because I had not really wa- seen a show before that was a movie and then they made a show out of it at this time and now they do that a lot but at the time it felt like one of the first ones and I remember watching it and being surprised not only by how good it was by how big the cast was and I just didn't know going into it that this massive cast was in this show at all um so yeah it it, I loved it and I've loved I've seen the first three seasons of Fargo and they're all really good I haven't seen the fourth one yet but I heard it's amazing too so it's a great show. Yeah. I hadn't seen it before, but I had heard only heard good things about it. I heard that it was really good. And I um and I heard from a lot of people during this podcast that Colin was really good in it. So I was excited to watch it. Um, it's rare that Colin gets to be like so so big in something because generally like a lot of the one the like Colin Hanks things is like Colin Hanks is usually like a side character or someone who shows up at a, you know, at certain points. But uh, I, I loved how much he was in it and how different of a story it was for him. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, Colin doesn't do a lot of leading stuff. And I'm wondering if that's just because he, I'm sure he could. But I was I was I'm I was trying to figure out why he only does like he shows up for friends and movies and it's like a bit part, but he's never like the lead and also like he mostly does television now. And I was like, I wonder if he's doing that because it's like a more stable job where he can be it home be. with his I was like thinking I was like I started thinking like um maybe he's doing it for his family because he grew up with Tom not being around a lot and then I really got into it and I was like maybe but yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing an interview with Kelly Ripa like 15 years ago or something. And she was talking about uh, why she liked doing soap operas so much. And it was because it was so like she showed up at 8 p.m., filmed her stuff and was out by like 3 or 8 a.m. was was out by 3 and was able to like pick her kids up from school. And it was just this very stable one where she never had to do like night shoots. She didn't have to do anything because it was all shot on a soundstage. And uh, she was like, yeah, it just was like a very easy and consistent gig as far as TV gigs go. So I feel like in the same way, he's like, oh yeah, if I can do something where I get paid a decent amount to show up for a couple of days uh, and not have to do anything, you know, all that demanding, then I'll do it. Yeah, I was thinking, I wonder if that, I guess I'll just have to ask him, but I was wondering if that was maybe why, but who knows? But also I think Colin should be a lead in more things because he's great. He really is. He's really charming. He's really likable. I mean, he's got so much of his dad's like sensibilities too, because he's, he's just very like affable um, and everything he's in, but he's also able to like communicate gravitas and, uh, things like that. So yeah, um, I loved him in this. I, I loved even in the opening episode, 
the like cold open type thing where or uh, or maybe it was is it maybe it's later in the first episode it's been a while since i've seen it but where he stops billy bob thornton mm-hmm. and then he's like he's like so scared that he lets him go and then it sets off this whole chain of events and he has to deal with like that for the rest of the season i just loved that character arc for him and he plays it so well in terms of like the calculated decision he makes and he's like i want to get home to my kid uh so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna take the chance with this guy yeah and billy bob thornton was creepy in this oh my gosh (laughs) fully like so evil and scary yeah the scene with him and martin freeman in the in the hospital was oh. yeah where he's like all you got to do is say the word <laughs> like <laughs> say yes and I'll, and I'll, yeah and it was like oh man it just like gave me chills every time i would watch it like because he just was like this unstoppable psychopath <laughs> yeah and he was so like calm and cool about everything when he was like killing all these people and just like okay well i'm gonna go kill that person and he has like no feelings at all like later in the season when he like he i guess he has a wife or something and he just kills all those people in the elevator because martin freeman is like he's like do you want me to do it and he's like yeah and then he just like kills everyone (laughs) yeah then he kills key and peel yeah that was very sad because they were very funny um yeah and i was like what no um yeah but the cast was so big it was like yeah allison tolman bob odenkirk oh yeah uh and then billy bob thornton oliver platt oh yeah that whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah it was big i think this this uh because this came out in 20 14 i believe 2014 was that like kind of the first time that we had like a big cast of something i don't know i feel like that's a thing now like these mini series where it's like this person person? yeah yeah Um, i feel like around this same time true detective came out too which was like one of the first prestige series like uh limited series that has uh, two very, very famous people in it uh, with Woody Harrelson and uh, and Matthew McConaughey. So I feel like this is right around that time where they started to do like prestige television with someone really big with also like and made it look like a movie, too, because there was yeah. there used to be this like real distinction between TV and filmed in terms of like TV always looked cheaper. But this was like now TV was starting to look as good, if not better than movies. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like there was also a shift in Hollywood where everyone did, like it was like kind of lower status to do television. And yes. then now it's become like these limited series things are like how people are getting all their awards, basically. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the it's the cool, cool thing to do a like a limited mini series thing instead of doing like a movie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and but, I think that has to do with it too. Is I think the cheapness of it because there are famous miniseries from when we were when we were younger or even before we were born, but like things like um, it, uh, mm-hmm. the TV version, or a lot of Stephen King stuff like The Stand. Uh, they did V was a big miniseries back in the day. The problem was is that uh, Pet Cemetery, I think too, and the problem was that unless you were home to watch it every week. Uh, It's the same thing with like hosting a show about Baywatch where most Baywatch episodes are completely disconnected from each other because they can't count on the audience tuning in every week. So they have to make the story as followable as possible. So it's not serialized. And then if it's a TV miniseries, there was like such high content standards. So it was like, they had to be sanitized. They had to cut most of the violence, most of the language, or anything like that and then of course they had to make room for tv for advertisers and then the advertisers would be like oh we don't want our our advertising dollars to go to anything that's objectionable and so you'd end up getting pretty bland tv miniseries both in terms of the way they were shot and in terms of like the rewatchability yeah i think Maybe maybe a big change in it was actually Band of Brothers, which is a. I was just gonna say Band of Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. 
which Colin was in, but I didn't watch for this podcast because he was only in like I think one episode, and I was like, yeah, it's a really know. good episode though. Oh, okay. Should I watch? Yeah, it? you should. Yeah, because the way Colin plays, he it's like a role that's perfectly suited to him, where he is uh, a guy who goes straight instead of enlisting in the infantry, he goes straight to officers candidate school. And so when he graduates from officer's candidate school, he's immediately made a lieutenant, which makes him eligible to lead a platoon. And so then they send him over to join the uh, Easy Company, which is like the main company that's followed throughout this. And when he shows up, he has no combat experience. And so everyone, nobody really gives him any respect because he's like brand new to the war. And so it's like, he is trying to lead and trying to uh, be a you know a big part of their unit, but um, doesn't have the experience or the or command the respect, and it's like a perfect role for him. So it's a great episode. Okay, I'll watch it. I do want to eventually watch it because I want to watch the episode that um, Connor was supposed to be in. Oh yeah, he got fired for having dead eyes. Um, that's oh, yeah. got a huge cast too. You you would be like, it's crazy to see the people that are in it. They like Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, all before they had ever done anything. Um, yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah, it was like a who's who of young white men in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, for sure, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But um, there is there's like another UCB. I think I saw. When this came out, I think uh, there was like you like Allison and Colin did like UCB stuff or something. I feel like they showed up at, and did like a UCB sh- one of those like um gravid water shows. I feel oh, like I saw them in LA like or in New York. I think it might have been in New York, but I just remember okay. they both did it. Um, and I was like, oh, I should watch the show, and then I still didn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Allison Tolman was also in Krampus, like the next year, which I really loved too. Oh, I want to. I wanted to see that too because I really like Krampus. I thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, they they were both really good, and I didn't know that they fell in love in the um, in Fargo. Oh yeah, you get kind of a time jump towards the end. Yeah, they yeah. and and their uh, Colin's kid is Joey King who's um like big now oh my gosh that's right yeah the kissing booths joey king yeah <laughs> and then i was like i was looking her up because i was like this came out in 2014 i thought she was like my age but no she's not she's um like nine years younger or something like that because because in the show they were like she's 12 and i was like there's no way that girl is 12 but yeah i think she was like maybe like 14 or 15 when they shot it so wow that makes sense but i was like wow she has not aged um yeah yeah. uh but that was exciting uh i was like what because also uh we first only hear her on the walkie talkie talking to colin and i thought it was a little boy it's (laughs) it's yeah and and definitely a lot younger too yeah I, I thought it was a much younger kid but um yeah that's right it was joey king wow yeah and this i was really nervous too. for her character because i was afraid that billy bob thornton was going to go after her but he didn't he was just using her walkie-talkie to find out where like colin was yeah which that was scary too because i was like don't hurt colin <laughs> Season two is kind of fun because it's in the 70s. And so uh, the Ted Danson plays Allison Tolman's dad. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he's Allison Tolman's dad. And then uh, and then someone else plays Allison Tolman when she's a little girl. And then it has Jesse Clemens and, and Kirsten Dunst in it. And that's how they met and <gasps> fell in love and got married. And then uh, have kids now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but season two, yeah. Uh, oh, Patrick Wilson plays. Uh, Patrick Wilson plays 
wait, maybe Patrick Wilson plays her dad, but Ted Danson plays her grandpa. That's what it oh, is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask how, how these are all connected each season, because I know it's different each season, but there's... Season slight... three doesn't seem to be connected at all, except okay. it's all in the same area. Season two was was a lot more connected just based on the police officers, but the story's very different. And then season three is like totally separate because it's um, Ewan McGregor playing twins. Oh. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead... And then Carrie Coon is the cop uh, oh. who's who's investigating everything. Yeah. Okay. And you, which one is your favorite? I'm really partial to this one, but I think most people would probably say two is their favorite. Uh, two is a lot bigger in scope uh, than one, but I really loved one. Uh, but two is also great because Kirsten Dunst plays one of the most like unlikable, like, you, I mean, you like her because it's Kirsten Dunst, but she, it plays someone who it seems at first, like she's very, very, uh, innocent and well-meaning, but then every time she gets put into a bind, she ends up doing something that ruins like a bunch of people's lives. Oh, so no. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like wild. And then Jesse Plemons is her husband and he's like very much like a very, like he's similar to Martin Freeman in, mm -hmm. uh, in this one where he's just like very like dopey and stuff. But then Kirsten Dunst is, is wild in it. So I definitely recommend watching uh, season two as well. And three is great. Three's just like totally different because uh, Ewan McGregor and his like twin play such like really interesting foils for each other. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll watch. I will watch. <laughs> also, also season two has one of the craziest. If you haven't heard about it, it has one of the craziest like uh, Deus Ex Machinas. I've ever oh. seen in a TV show. There was a moment that happens towards the end of the season that um, in like a million years, you would not guess was coming. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, what was, the, there was like, um, no, there was like, cause uh, there was like, what is it? The episode where I feel like, was um a big turning point in this season was the one with the big um storm yeah yeah um and there was like flying fish from that was real apparently that happens yeah the flying fish and then colin there it just made me realize that i don't want to live in minnesota no was that was how I, yeah that was how i felt about watching the fargo movie too i was like yeah God, it's just so desolate and just like like when it snows it is just snowing non-stop and it feels very it almost feels like more sinister than anywhere else because everyone's so fake friendly yeah 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 i because even watching this like yeah billy bob thorne creeped me out but i hated martin freeman's character oh my god but yeah that's i mean that's very similar to william h macy's character in the movie yeah. Where, like, have you seen the Fargo movie? It's been a while, but yes. William H. Macy is exactly the same because he, like, essentially, like, orchestrates uh, a kidnapping of his wife in order to get money to, uh, to pay off his debts. And then in the process, his wife ends up getting killed. And then, um, uh, what's her, what's her name? Um, Oh, you know, Fran you know. Francis Mc is Yes, Francis. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, her <laughs> <laughs> last name, right? Francis now, McDormand. So yeah, Francis McDormand is the cop that's investigating it, and he is exactly the same in which he's just like so squirrely, and he talks in the same like kind of like oh oh well no no that's not you know like oh the, you know you know uh this is actually pretty aggressive uh type <laughs> stuff and you just get so frustrating because he's just like weaseling his way in, out of everything and it just constantly makes everything worse yeah yeah i just 
I got mad, when, especially at the end when he was married to a different woman, and then he made her go into the to his office and get shot because he was like, "Put up your hood," and I was like, "No, don't kill the Asian woman." I know, I know, I know. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah, he sucks so much. I just I wanted him dead, and then he did die. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it took the whole season, but. It's okay. He was the bad guy. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, but he he annoyed me. Um, and he the fact that uh, I love the fact that um, Allison's character knew what happened from like the first episode. <laughs> she like knew it all. Yeah. Along. But then no one listened. Bob Odenkirk kind of annoyed me a bit. But then Bob later Odenkirk he was like, was so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But then later he was like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not good at it. And it's like, yeah, you're not good at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was really sad on the first episode when um the first chief of police died because he seemed so nice and he was going to have a baby. Okay. So that's who Ted Danson plays. And then oh. Patrick Patrick Wilson is is Allison Tolman's dad. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So that's so sad. <laughs> I know. I know. It's awful. Yeah, it makes me so sad. Also, when um, oh, and, and then just for funsies, the um, the Martin Freeman's brother's wife, she played yes. Cher in the Clueless TV show. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh my I gosh. I know she's done a lot of stuff since then, but every time I see her, I'm like, oh my god, it's Cher from the Clueless TV show. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and that the bully with his with his two kids. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot he died too. Oh my gosh, he died <laughs> with like a, an ice pick to the back of his head. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Kate Walsh played his wife. Yes. Yeah. This cast, yeah. Oh, Great man. Cast. Great cast. And then they won some awards, I think. Um, I know Colin was nominated, but he, he didn't win. Um, that sucks. I, I know. <laughs> I want... <laughs> I just want Colin to do well. Um, hold on. Let me find out. I know that he was nominated. I think Allison was nominated, too. Um, Billy Bob Thornton definitely should have been. Did he win? It won for Critics' Choice. It won Best Miniseries. And then uh, Martin Freeman was nominated, but Billy Bob Thornton won for Best Actor. Colin was nominated for Best Supporting. Allison won for Best Supporting Actress. Um, And then for Emmys, they were nominated for... Martin Freeman, Bella Bob Thornton, and Colin, and Allison were all nominated but didn't win. And then, um, but Fargo won for Outstanding Limited Series. And then they also won directing for the um, the sixth episode. Which one was that one? Was that the one with the, I think that was the one with the the storm. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um that was a turning point. And that was the one. Oh, that was the one with the guy who was attached to his gun in his house. And then there was oh, yeah. shoot. that whole scene was like, oh, my gosh, no, don't shoot him. But he's like standing there. And it just reminds me of now that that kind of thing is like done so often in movies and yeah. TV shows. The like person who's like taped to like a gun to look like he's shooting. I feel like I've yeah. seen that and a few other things recently maybe like a batman type thing i don't know it feels like something know, that's I, been done in a it marvel does seem movie like something that's happened i don't know if it was in a marvel movie or a horror movie maybe yeah i'm trying it's to like, yeah no no don't shoot he's innocent he's just taped up and then the person dies um yeah it did uh, remind me huh no go for it oh it did kind of remind me of um <laughs> a moment in um euphoria but not really because he wasn't taped to a gun but anyway <laughs> oh it's the uh, the pheasant yeah and, <laughs> like, the, uh, no don't don't Astrid. shoot him he's just <laughs> a kid <laughs> uh okay um, i i wanted to read this to you this is the cast for season two 
Okay. As I looked it up, and it's even bigger than I thought. Okay. Oh. Kirsten Dunst, Patrick Wilson, Jesse Plemons, Gene Smart. Whoa. Ted Danson, Kristen Malati. Uh, yeah, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Brad Garrett, Nick Offerman, Kieran Culkin, Ann Cusack, uh, Adam Arkin, and those are like the biggest ones, but yeah, huge. Wow, okay, I'll watch it. You convinced yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ann Cusack. Did I say Ann Cusack already? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Isn't Gene Smart, from... it's one of those things where Gene Smart was in so much stuff before, but I think until the last couple of years with Watchmen and Hacks and then uh, Mayor of Easttown, yeah. she's like had a real renaissance. Yeah, we love to see it. We Absolutely. Love to see... I mean, Hollywood loves to have women when they're young and then cast them aside, and then as they get older, they're like, no, you can come back. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> but it's just, you know, like, for some of us, we never had a young, fun time. So we'll just come into Hollywood when we're old and they need older women, right? Yeah. That's my, that's, that's my theory. I'll come in as, like, a Betty White. Um, but Betty White had a long career. Anyway, Aunt Cusack was in A League of Their Own. Um, it's just a fun Hanks. That's right. Fact. Bringing it all back. To Hanks. Um, also, I was surprised to see Oliver Platt. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." I know. I hadn't seen him in a while, it, it, and he's great. Yeah, he was great, and I felt so bad for his character. He, he, and his poor son too. When, when he's like, "You can come back. We're all safe." I gave back the money, and then the fish. It wasn't yeah. even Billy Bob Thornton. It was. Mother Nature. So it was God in the end. <laughs> My God, the, the curse of the money. <laughs> yeah. So sad. And yeah. Was, yeah. I just felt bad for him. Um, but he was in the Three Musketeers, right? <laughs> he was in the Three Musketeers. You're absolutely right. That was, that was the one with the song with Rod Stewart, Sting, and Brian Adams. Oh, All yes. for love. <laughs> All for love. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. The three musketeers in that movie were, was it Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. Oliver Platt. And who was the third one? Um, It was, oh, oh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then, yeah. uh, and then Chris O'Donnell was like the was the young... yeah, yeah. The new one. yeah. And then in the Man in the Iron Mask, it's Leonardo yes. DiCaprio, and then yeah. it's John, um, uh, no, yeah, John Malkovich, yes, Jeffrey Jeremy Irons, yes, and then, and then... who's oh, the other G one? Gerard De Depart. <laughs> Depart Oh my God, these names that I like I haven't heard in so long. I know. <laughs> Remember when Anderson Cooper couldn't say his name without laughing? Yeah. Gerard <laughs> Depart Um, because he like pooped or something on a plane or something like that. Yeah, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I used to love the Man in the Iron Mask so oh, much. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like hated one Leo, but love the other. <laughs> totally. It's kind of yeah. a very similar to Count of Monte Cristo, which is interesting because oh, yeah. they're, they're all written by Alexander Dumas, but it's the same thing where like someone steals someone's life and then they have to like get it back. Yeah. Wow. What a fun. Yeah. And that was a, that was a packed cast too. <laughs> Imagine putting someone in an iron mask for so long and then you take it off and that person looks like 20 year old Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> <laughs> and he had all this hair in his face yeah they just cut it and then they're like yeah. great <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I felt so bad for that woman too that was like I don't want to marry you and then he's like no but I'm okay um yeah anyway. <laughs> so sad um but anyway it's fargo um fargo. <laughs> 
Colin, um, uh, do you have any, um, Colin was great, but do you have anything else you'd like to say about Colin's performance in Fargo? Um, I just really liked Colin in it. And I, I really like Colin in pretty much everything I've seen him in. I've never seen him in anything where I thought that his performance was bad, but I think he was like perfectly cast as the kind of like wide eyed police deputy who like didn't ask for any of this because like, I feel like that's kind of what being a police deputy in a very small town is, is that like 99% of your job is just like being extremely bored. Yeah. Because were they in where they were not in, because Fargo's the bigger city. So yeah, it was like, he was yeah. In Duluth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he like mentioned that he didn't even want to be a cop. He wanted to be a mailman so that he yeah. could just have his little route with his people that he delivers to every day. But they weren't hiring, so he became a cop instead. Yeah, it's so sad. There's another movie. There's a movie that, that his part kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you ever see the movie The Lookout with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No. This like came out in like 2006, and it's the uh, written and directed by the guy Scott Frank, who created Queen's Gambit, and uh, and then basically it all takes place in like a very small snow town, very similar to uh, <laughs> to Fargo, um, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is someone with a traumatic brain injury, and he gets taken advantage of by some criminals. Um, who essentially convince him to be the lookout for a robbery. And there's a police officer in it who's like a small town police officer who drives by the bank every night and drops off donuts for the night watchman. And like, Aww. is just very much like that kind of guy. And he ends up, things don't go so great for him. But, you know, it's like one of the, it's the same similar setup where you have someone who like, I imagine that like, wouldn't most of your job just be like, putting like there's always in those shows and movies there's always like that one drunk who's always in the drunk tank and they yeah. just are like constantly arresting the same guy and telling him to sleep it off and then like letting him out in the morning <laughs> i feel like that's most of your job or like somebody's car is stuck because they forgot to shovel the snow around it or it packed up or they didn't put their chains on or something you know? yeah the the usuals yeah yeah <laughs> um oh the lookout is that what it's called yeah okay i'll check it out it's like isla fisher jeff daniels oh wow garden levitt yeah matthew good uh Uh, yeah a few other people um i was just remembering adam goldberg is that his name what's his name is it also in this he plays one of the the hitman people um he was also i think in band of brothers maybe maybe not uh yeah probably a a small role i think yeah but i know he was in in glorious bastards he was in inglorious bastards yeah Yeah. um yeah that's right i loved their his relationship with the other hitman yeah where he spoke for him because the other guy was yeah because the other guy was deaf yeah yeah Um, um just a lot of characters. This was a journey. <laughs> a lot of characters. And they gave each of them like like meaty substance. Yeah. They all felt they all very have... like lived in characters. Like Yeah. And they they each had like a storyline that kind of it, 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 like even though they were only in maybe in a couple episodes, they like had a story that finished, I feel like. Yeah. They all kind of did. Yeah. Absolutely, was, yeah. Cool, because I totally forgot when we started talking, because I just watched it. So I watched it all, that like Oliver Platt was in. I was like, oh yeah, but but that scene where they're in the grocery store and all those bugs are there, that creeped me out. I did not oh, like yeah. that. Oh man, <gasps> yeah, it, I could never go back. I mean, <laughs> season three has like one of the creepiest villains, and the, the second season is a lot more violence too because it's like um uh two families who are at war and oh. so yeah so a lot of a lot of shooting oh. oh okay um okay good to know 
Um, I did. Okay, so at the beginning of every episode, it does say this is based on true events, but it's not. And that um, that was a thing that was I think carried over from the movie. But from the movie. Do you find that annoying when it's like, this is true, but it's not true? Does that annoy you at all? Because it's like, what I, did you have I, yeah, to? Yeah, I don't. I think like the Coen brothers were doing a little joke when they did that. And I don't think it's necessary. And like now through four seasons, I think the show still has that disclaimer. Uh, and I am like, I think we can get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> we, all know it's, we all know it's fictional. Um but yeah, that must have been, I mean, it was just a little joke that I think the Coen brothers put in. But now it's one of those things. It's like the same thing with like Star Wars, where like when Disney took over Star Wars, it's like, we got to have the crawl. Like we ought yeah. to have the, <laughs> yeah, a long time to go in a galaxy far, far away. We have to have that. When yeah. like, I think if they got rid of it and they just tried to make their own thing, people would try to be like, oh yeah, it's like growing into its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I just every time I'm like, well, is it? No, it's not. You're lying. You don't need to say that. Then yeah, it's not based the, on a true story. The names have been changed to protect the innocent or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what the Law and Order does every week. Yeah, <laughs> ripped you, straight from the headlines. Yeah, but not. It's a lie. You lied to me. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you would like to say about Fargo season one? I think people should watch it. I think people should watch all of the Fargo. I feel like uh, FX like uh, turns out a lot of quality content, but I and feel like most people know that. But I feel like sometimes there's so much content out there that certain things slip by. Whereas like all of these have such high profile casts, but there's a lot of people I know who haven't seen it. So I'd say yeah. watch it. If you really want some great quality screen time from Colin Hanks, uh, as well as the rest of the cast. Yeah. It took Colin to get me to watch it, even though it was on my list of things that I wanted to watch. So um, if you're listening to this, then you you must like Colin Hanks or Tom Hanks and then buy, you know, Colin. So then yeah. you should watch it. Um Okay, well, for this season, I am making everyone, you know, design a Hankskerchief based on the thing that they watch. So what would your Fargo Hankskerchief look like? Uh, I think it would be uh, Colin in his bomber jacket. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then with, I think, snow around him and then... A, like a body with a pool of blood behind Ooh, it. Yeah. Okay. And then snow on the, yeah. Fun. I like that one. Um, okay. Now I also am making everyone do a quiz. Usually it's a BuzzFeed quiz, but they didn't have <laughs> one. So this is from Scuffed. And it's, uh, which Fargo character are you? But I'm pretty sure that this is based on the movie, but I didn't take it ahead of time, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so uh, what is your strength? Is it dedication, discipline, creativity, or trustworthiness? Mm, I would say dedication and what were the first two? Dedication, discipline, creativity, or trustworthiness? Those first two seem very similar, but um, yeah. yeah. I'd say, I don't know, trustworthiness. Okay. Um, it's, hold on, it's loading. Okay. What is your biggest fear? Is it being alone without family or friends? Not being successful financially? My greatest fear is to have no more fear <laughs> or not believing in myself. My greatest fear is the first one, being alone without friends and family. Yeah, that'd be so sad. Um, okay, what really makes you angry? Liars and lies, abusive parents, screaming children, or bad manners? It was liars and lies, abusive parents, <laughs> yeah, screaming children, and then yeah. 
And bad manners. Bad manners. <laughs> I would say of those four, I'm going to say abusive parents. Yeah. <laughs> Not liars and lies. Yeah, um, I mean, sure. Yeah, I don't like that either. But. <laughs> uh, what make what makes you laugh the most? Sarcastic jokes, watching a stand-up comedian on TV, reading a comic book, or seeing someone making fun of someone else. Uh, this is the first one. Sarcastic, sarcastic jokes. jokes. I, of all of those, I guess I'm saying sarcastic jokes. Yeah. <laughs> watching, I love the idea that what would make you laugh is either a stand-up comedian on television or reading a comic book. Because yeah. the comic books are generally not all that funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and not seeing someone make fun of someone else. Yeah, um, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? Working, playing games, traveling, or doing sports? <laughs> traveling. traveling. Would you say if you could do anything for a day? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't travel on my day. Like, I want to travel somewhere, but like, traveling is the worst part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to go somewhere, but if I can only do this for a day, that's going to take the whole day. Uh, okay. <laughs> Was it playing games? Yeah. Working, playing games, traveling, or doing sports. Yeah. Playing games, I guess. <laughs> I can do anything for a day. What a stupid question. <laughs> Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, drive a car, or walk? Uh, it depends on where I'm going, but I do really <laughs> like walk. I do really like walking. Okay, so walk. Um. Okay, what type of music do you listen to? <laughs> Rock, pop, classical, or electronic? Rock. Okay. What is I this? Just like... fuck? <laughs> <laughs> also, I just realized that this is 30 questions. 30 questions, Rachel. <laughs> like, this just keeps going and going. <laughs> We're only at eight. Oh, my God. Even... I can find another quiz. <laughs> 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 um, let's do all 30 of them yeah what <laughs> yeah. would you what would you rather do wash dishes mow the lawn clean the bathroom or vacuum the house uh wash dishes okay hopefully you have a washing machine or dishwasher, dishwasher. i don't but I, I i find it meditative oh okay <laughs> what's your favorite food meat Pasta, milk, or vegetables? <laughs> milk. <laughs> uh, mine is, uh, I guess, it's meat. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had? It? <laughs> it could be food. Uh, have you ever had a nickname? What is it? Babyface champ. <laughs> Like surprises. I like surprises. I hate surprises only if they're from close people or only from strangers. They still they still had to do four. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like. I hate sometimes only from close friends. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. I like. I hate only from strangers. Only from close friends. Um. Only from close friends. Okay. Uh, okay, we're getting close. What is your weakness? <laughs> Discipline, patience, determination, or enthusiasm? Uh, discipline, patience, determination, or enthusiasm? Uh, patience. Okay. Um, 
What do you do in the evenings? Visit friends, play games, watch movies, or read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, any, uh, let's see, uh, tonight I will be probably reading a book. Okay. Um, Where is your ideal vacation? Hawaii, Egypt, boat cruising, or Budapest, Vienna, and Prague? Uh, Budapest, Vienna, and Prague. Boat yeah, cruising get... is like you could just do that in any of those places. Yeah. How many days would you live on a deserted island? I would die the first day. I would last several months. I would live several years, or I would live all my life. I mean, I would love to be optimistic, but I'd probably <laughs> die the first day. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Uh, what would you do with infinite money? I would end poverty. I would buy expensive clothes. I would buy most beautiful cars. I wouldn't use them. I wouldn't use them. <laughs> 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 I would end, I end poverty. Oh, thank you. Um, how would you describe, uh, how would your friends describe you? Funny, smart, loyal, or strong? Hmm. Mm. I'll say smart. Okay. Um, what are your hobbies? Traveling, doing sports, cooking, or reading books? <laughs> <laughs> We're back at the hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> reading books. Um, what is your favorite pet? Dog, cat, parrot, or fish? Dog. Yeah. Um, we're getting so close. Um, <laughs> what form of public transportation do you prefer? Prefer air, boat, train, or car? Uh, train. Train is fun. Love, love a good train. What's your favorite zoo animal? Lion, giraffe, monkey, bear. <laughs> uh giraffe okay (laughs) majestic (laughs) yeah what do you like most in school math language sports or art language wait art (laughs) (laughs) um if you had a warning label what would yours say stop drinking stop working stop lying stop fighting (laughs) stop Working, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could join any past or current music group, which would you want to join? Queen, The Beatles, Nirvana, or The Prodigy? <laughs> this, quiz. this must be for the movie. <laughs> the Prodigy. <laughs> um, I think it would have been really fun to be in Queen. Yeah. Same. Um, how many languages? <laughs> how many languages do you speak? One, four, three, or two? I uh, I one. Yeah. Um, I'm bad at languages. Um, who knows you the best? Your mom, your partner, your friend, nobody but yourself. Uh, my partner. Uh, what possessions would you keep? Family photos, photos of you, books, or wedding ring? Family photos. Yeah. Um, what age do you feel is the best? 20, 30, 40, or 50? 30. Wow. Um, okay. Um, what is your favorite drink? Water, beer, wine, or whiskey? Whiskey. Okay, last question. <laughs> What's the best way to start the day? Coffee, sports, laying in bed, or eating a healthy breakfast? Coffee. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like going for a run? I don't know. Yeah, okay. 
You got Dodd Ger- Gerhart. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> um, it doesn't say anything. It, usually they give you like a little thing, just right? Says you got Doug Gerhart. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm really glad that we did that quiz. Yeah, that 30. And then all just said is Doug Gerhart. I don't even know if that's a character. I'm looking it up on IMDb and it doesn't doesn't list. Maybe it is a Fargo TV show person. Oh, Dodd Gerhardt? Yeah. Okay, so he is in season two of Fargo. Oh. He actually is from there, yeah. Wow. Jeffrey Donovan. What is he from? He's from something. Oh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. What do I know him from? He He's was from like... Burn Notice. Burn Notice, that's it. He's okay. the Burn Notice guy, yeah. I'm the Burn wow. Notice guy. 30... <laughs> so they still had the questions be Prodigy, Nirvana, yeah. or the Beatles. I just, yeah. one of those is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Dodd Gerhardt, which I don't, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Season he's, he's a bad from. he's a bad guy and he died. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um. <laughs> well, wow. We figured out <laughs> who you are. <laughs> um. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Colin or Fargo? Uh. No, I think we covered it. Colin's great. Yeah. Fargo's great. Check it out. Yeah. And then just um, stick around for season two to, to meet Dodd Gerhardt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Out of five Colin Hakeses, how many Colin Hakeses do you give Fargo season one? Five. Yeah. Um, I'll also give it five because it was exciting to see Colin have a juicier role and I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, where can people find you? Uh, you can... Uh, listen to my podcast with uh, fellow You've Got Hank's guest Zach Olson. Uh, we watch an episode of Baywatch every week and then we have a guest on to talk about it. Rachel, you've been on a couple of times and uh, yeah. we're excited to have you back again. Yeah. what I I love Baywatch. It's always a fun time to watch and it's fun always to watch fun. With, with you guys. Um, everyone go listen to that now. Because this episode is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being my guest today and talking Fargo with me. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah, anytime. Um, okay, next season we're doing Chet. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the shortest season ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like two things. Um, yeah. And <laughs> thanks for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> It's a Tom Hanks podcast. Wow, it's Tom Hanks podcast. You've got Hanks, so let's say things.